Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. You're about to hear a great message from one of our guest speakers. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Who, who, who doesn't know me? Give me a wave. You haven't heard me before. You went here this morning. Yep. Hello. No one? There's a couple. Hello. Lovely to meet you. Hello. Nice to meet you. I often spend the first sort of like five minutes connecting, giving a little bit of a background to me. But to be honest, I just want to maximize the time we have. Bottom line is your pastors love me, so should you. That's, that's just, uh, I'm an Aussie-Italian hybrid, and um, I've, 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 I've brought another, another Aussie-Italian, Pastor Christina here from C3 Silverwater. Yes, give her a hand. I'm going to get her praying for some of you before the day, night, night's over. She's a powerhouse. So look, I want to share from a chapter, from Book of John, chapter 19. Uh, it's, it's uh, I'll be honest, I preached this at Easter. God gave me this revelation at Easter. And I thought, man, this message is far too good just to preach once. You know, I, I just saw some things in the Word of God I hadn't seen before. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you. Thank you, Lord, that you're here. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're here. Lord, I don't know everyone tonight by name, but you do. I don't know what everyone's going through personally. God, what their challenges are right now, but you do. And Lord, I love the way that you can take what I say and speak it to each one right where they're at. That Lord, at the end of the day, we don't need to hear the voice of a woman. We need to hear from you. So Father, I thank you. Thank you for the open heaven in this place. I thank you for open hearts. Take authority over every distraction. I take authority over Every spiritual assignment of the enemy, I declare that no weapon formed against us will prosper. And if the enemy would come against us one way, you cause him to flee before our face seven ways. And Lord, if the enemy comes in like a flood, you rise up a standard against him. So Father, we yield right now. We yield, we surrender, we open up our hearts, we lean in to hear what you have to say. Holy Spirit, have your way and have your say. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, John 19, verse 28 to 30, it says, Jesus knew that his mission was now finished. And to fulfill scripture, he said, I am thirsty. So Jesus, this is our Lord Jesus, his final moments on the cross. I am thirsty. A jar of sour wine was sitting there. So they soaked a sponge in it, put it on a hyssop branch and held it up to his lips. When Jesus had tasted it, he said, it is finished. Then he bowed his head and released his spirit. It is finished. We're going to focus on these final words of Jesus as recorded in the gospel of John. It is finished. In the Greek, it is the word to tell us stay. To tell us stay. I was preaching on this. Someone came up to me later. They had to tell us stay tattooed on their arm. So they have obviously got the revelation before me. To tell us stay means to bring to an end to have completed and accomplished. 
It means the successful end to a particular course of action. So it means much more than just to stop something. When Jesus said he's finished, he wasn't just saying, well, I, I, it's, it's, it's over. No, what he was saying was that, th- that this has now been successfully ended. And so when you finish that university assignment, you finally, anyone at university, anyone in high school, okay, you get the assignment, it's finished, hand it in to Telestate. Any runners here? Anyone ever done the city to surf or something like that? Don't look at me because I haven't. But um, yes, someone has. Um, my husband is a runner. He's actually training for the Melbourne Marathon at the moment. I mean, that's actually his main gig. And people say, oh, is there money in running? I say, yeah, for the coach, sports medicine doctor, physiotherapist, massage therapist, osteopaths, or sport. Uh, but he... He will be doing the half marathon, the Blackmore's half marathon in Sydney next weekend. And people said, you run. Do I look like I run? I, yeah, run to the cafe, get a latte, wait for him at the finish line. That's what I do. But whenever a, a, a runner crosses that line, who was watching the Olympics? Who watched Usain get his triple, yeah, his triple gold? Yeah, cross the line to Telestay. It is finished. Notice Jesus didn't say, I am finished. Yep, he didn't say, I am finished. I've had it. I'm over it. Anyone ever felt like that? Yeah, yeah don't look at me. Some of you look at me so holy. <laughs> it's finished. But when Jesus declared, now, I'm going to mess with your mind a little bit here. And just uh, just let you know that what I'm about to share, I have not, I have not read anywhere else. I have not seen it online, every commentary, biblical commentary I've read. I, I, no one else seems to have made this observation. And uh, I've checked it out with my pastor. He was fine with it. So if it's heresy, you can blame him. Uh, but, th- but this is what I noticed. Jesus makes a statement. It is finished, past tense. Past tense. It is finished. At the moment that Jesus actually said that, what had actually finished? What had finished? You might say, oh, the finished work of the cross. Well, not at the moment that he said it because the the work of the cross wasn't finished until Jesus had actually given up his life. He was still breathing at the point that he spoke. It says that he declared, it is finished then. He breathed his last. Um, You might say the, the work of redemption, the end of the Mosaic covenant. There's all sorts of possible answers, but none of that was true until after Jesus had died. And so something, something struck me, is that Jesus was declaring it finished the moment before. The moment before. It wasn't finished till he said it was finished. He was prophesying it. He was declaring it. He was calling it. He was decreeing it. Others tried to finish Jesus off. Others tried to finish him off. Herod tried to finish him off at, at the time of his birth. If you remember, yeah, he sent out, he sent out uh, a decree to go and kill all the little boys two years and under. Tried to finish Jesus off, but he, he couldn't finish him off. Joseph got a word: go take them into, into Egypt. They, Mary, Joseph, Jesus, left, escaped. I mean, Pharisees tried to finish him. I mean, his hometown tried to finish him. They didn't like his message. They wanted to throw him off a cliff. But it wasn't finished 
until Jesus said it was finished. And I believe tonight that it's time for some of, some of us here tonight to declare something finished. You're waiting for circumstances to tell you that that season is finished. You're waiting. You're waiting for the symptoms to go for you to think that it's finished. You're waiting for your bank account to tell you that the debt is finished. You're waiting for your, that relationship to change for, it, for you to get you know, a, a confirmation that it's finished. But sometimes we need to call a thing finished. And I believe tonight God wants us to rise up and declare, declare some things finished. What is it that you have had enough of? What is it in your life you've been praying to be finished, hoping to be finished, dreaming of being finished? What, what is it? I hope you're laughing because it's either really good and spot on or... <laughs> but the, the torment finished. Either people laugh because it's so good or so bad. I just have to... The confusion finished. I mean, the sickness finished. The fear finished. The debt finished. The strife finished. The resentment finished. What is it that you need to declare finished in your life tonight? Jesus declared it is finished and then it was finished. You know, it takes faith to start something. I preached a message for a season called the startup. It takes faith to start something. But you know what? It takes faith to declare something finished, especially when it doesn't look like it, especially when it doesn't feel like it. But some of you tonight need to declare something finished so you can move on. See, Jesus declared it finished, and then he breathed his last and relocated. I mean, the Bible talks about going into hell, disarming the, the, the enemy, destroying the, the power of death, hell, resurrected from the dead three days later, ascended into heaven, to go sit at, the, sit at the right hand of the Father. Now he is the name above every name. He is ruling and reigning. All power and authority is in the name of Jesus. But he had to declare the former season finished before he could advance, progress, complete the work that God had called him to. So what is it in your life you need to declare finished? Some of you have just learned to live with some stuff. Think it's as good as it gets, not going to change. I wish it would. Maybe you've been praying for so many years, so long, you've kind of got weary, discouraged. It hasn't changed. Uh, when I came to the Lord, gave my life to Jesus, I was in a very abusive relationship. And even after giving my life to the Lord, it was really hard to get free of it. It was quite a codependent situation. And I really wanted to be free. I knew it wasn't good. And uh, I wanted to go on and, and, you know, fully live this life that Jesus had called me to. Uh, but it was, it was a, a case of, to a hungry heart, any bitter thing is sweet, it says in Proverbs. And I would try to break it off and within a matter of weeks, back together again, back in the same horrible situation. And I never forget the day. I mean, this was probably, I'd been born again for about 12 months and I hadn't, Managed to get set. This relationship had already been in it for a couple of years before I got born again. You can make some dumb decisions before you're 19. It's unbelievable. Uh, but I never forget being in my car. I'm a Perth girl. So this was in Perth. And I had had enough. I, I, I just felt absolutely powerless. I felt like nothing. 
idea, all my best efforts to try and get set free from it wasn't working. But remember on this occasion, I had had it. I had absolutely had enough. I remember driving. I can still see Parliament House there. I was on the Mitchell Freeway. And I basically screamed at the top of my lungs. It's finished. It's finished. Now, there was absolutely nothing in the natural to suggest that it was going to finish. I had failed miserably for 12 months to walk away, but there was just something rose up in me. And I mean, I screamed. I mean, I absolutely went. I was surprised I didn't run off the road, to be honest. I totally, within 24 hours, the man concerned had got a transfer in his job thousands of miles away, never to be seen again. It was finished. It was finished. But it wasn't finished until I called it finished. What is it tonight that you need to call finish? Yep, yeah, a step of faith. To make a declaration, that thing might look very much alive. But I believe there is power in our words. That there is power. That you, the most powerful words that will be spoken over your life are not the words that I'll speak tonight. It's the words you speak over yourself. And maybe there is something here. You're over the debt. You know, you're, you're, you're over that torment. You're over the depression. You know, you're over being uh, pushed around, controlled, intimidated. It is finished. I was in a, a, a relationship uh, was from 1996 to 1998 um, in my 30s and very serious relationship. I was in ministry. I wasn't mucking around. The, my boyfriend was in ministry and total plans of, of getting married. And um, things did not turn out the way I expected. A relationship ended very unexpectedly. I was absolutely devastated, absolutely heartbroken beyond measure. And what's more, a matter of months later, found out he was dating somebody else that I knew. And that year, he didn't get married to me, he got married to her. And the day before my birthday. So I have a constant reminder of the, uh, it was a great year, 1996. Not enough time or tissues to take you through. I mean, a whole heap of things happened in 96. My father passed away suddenly and unexpectedly. The relationship broke up. I had a cancer scare, had an emergency surgery. Um, that's just a few of the highlights. That's just. And so, and so what I did as a result of that heartache and that rejection was that I basically, I basically decided that was it, that I was shutting up shop. I was closed for business. You know, men are evil, and I just did not want to go through the, the run the risk of getting my heart broken again. So literally, I mean, for it was nine years. I did not even go out on a date. I didn't even end it. I I still, if someone had had asked me, and and if they did, do you want to get married? I would say yes. I yes, I did. But the fact was, I didn't want to do the things that I needed to do in order to position myself, to meet someone to get married. I didn't want to talk to guys. I didn't want to go out on a date. I didn't want to open up myself. So I really did put the walls up and, and that was it. Nine years, 
not in, in a relationship. And then uh, Pastor Donna Crouch from Hillsong Church came to our church and started asking me some questions about, you know, my dreams for my life and asked me if I wanted to get married. And I said that I did. And she said, well, what are you doing about it? And I'm like, do about it? Do. Do about it? What do you do about it? What can I do about it? What do I do? It's not like I can go to the bar and, you know, start cracking on the blokes. I mean, as a Christian woman, what do you do? Now, this was the thing. This is what she started to cause me to see was that because of my, because of my hurt, because of the pain, the rejection, the fear of being rejected again, that I literally had put up this huge wall and I continued to live in a season of mourning, in this season of grief. And, and she caused me to see I needed to make some decisions. But the fact was, she goes, you're not going to meet your husband. So I said, I'm, actually, this is what I said. I said, all the good ones are taken. She said, if that's what you believe, that will be your reality. And uh, she had a few other straightforward answers for me. One of the most life-changing conversations I've ever had, to be honest. I'm forever indebted to Pastor Donna Crouch for telling me some home truths. But it caused me to see I'd been waiting for God to change the season. I'd been waiting for the husband to kind of like fall from the sky, you know, in, in you know into my bed and there you go. Like it's, you know, but she said, you're not going to meet your husband. You're going to meet a man, get to know him, fall in love and get married. But she said at the moment, the way you're living, she said, you're not even giving any fella an opportunity. And she said, you're judging them. You see them in church. You see them in your domain. But, but she said, you don't see them in their domain, in their businesses, in their workplaces, where you write them off as boring without even getting to know them. Oh, she gave it to me, I'll tell you. But this was the fact, is that I actually had to start to declare that season finished. I had to take, I had to declare that season of grief and mourning and disappointment finished. I had to rise up and declare the season of loneliness and self-imposed exile finished. I had I had to declare it fit. It wasn't based on my circumstances changing. It wasn't based on me meeting someone and like, oh, okay, now I'm in a relationship, relationship it's finished. Oh, now, now I'm married, it's finished. No, I had to declare it finished. So what is it tonight that you have to declare finished? Perhaps it's a season of sickness. Yeah, and you might, be, you might have some, some sickness of long standing. It might be something that you just, just but you know, it's, at, 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 at least, can I encourage you, start to declare it and see what God does. You're not the one that has to change it. You're not the one that actually has to bring the breakthrough. But as we declare it, we're giving God something to work with. Yet we're giving God something to move on. Can I have the worship team return, please? I mean, maybe there are some things spiritually you need to declare finished. I mean, maybe you're living... You're living a, a lukewarm relationship with God. Declare it finished. Yeah, maybe you're not as, you know, you, you're living without God. Declare it finished. You're not as close to him as he used to be. Finished. You feel hopeless. Living in darkness. Finished. Spiritual wilderness. Finished. Life without God, finished. 
cold relationship with Christ, finished. I don't, I don't know where you're all at spiritually tonight. But you can finish right here, right now. Yeah, we, we, can, we can call that season finished. Call it not based on your feelings. Oh, it doesn't feel, I don't, it doesn't feel different. It's not based on, it's a declaration. It comes out of your mouth. It's a decision. Some of you tonight, as you need to drive home, need to start calling some things finished. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.